You're listening to All In, the podcast where I share what I learn as well as dive into what motivates the world's most passionate minds. All right, listen up for today's dose of inspiration. So in this episode of Digital Marketing FAQs, we've been answering questions after questions after questions and interviewing experts in different categories. Uh, one question I always get from business owners that are trying to do inbound marketing campaigns, they want to revamp their entire marketing strategy to be around the inbound model, right? And and they know they're going to have some challenges. They already know that because it's not something they're, they're used to doing. And you've been doing this for a long time. So you've come across every possible challenge I think you can you can have because of all the different industries and so on. What are some common I would say challenges. We can get a little deeper into maybe some specific ones you've seen, some outliers or something like that. There are some common challenges that people think because the dream is clear how to get there. And one day you can have all the traffic in the world and the conversions and you don't have to go outbound, right? But it's not that easy. So what are some challenges that you've seen that people can avoid or at least be prepared for it so they can better handle it? Sure. Obviously, you know, it sounds easy. You know, inbound marketing is the way to go, right? It's, it's no one wants yep. interruptions. Outbound. Awesome. Once you go inbound, you can't go outbound. <laughs> there you go. Once you're in, you can't go back. Um, so it sounds like perfect, right? Everyone should be doing inbound marketing. And yes, definitely. But it's a lot harder to actually implement than or have a sustainable result come from the inbound to make your coder and your year and so on. Right. Exactly. You don't and, get and enough leads and now we have a problem. Well, I, I think people don't realize that when you're talking about going inbound, it's redoing everything that you've been doing or doing things that you've never done. So you need actually a lot of time to build that up. You know, just because you've switched models overnight, you're not going to start producing results tomorrow. And it, the companies that are doing really well inbound didn't do it overnight either. Correct. Correct. Exactly. So I think that's one thing that people forget. That's like, oh, this sounds great. And I'm going to start seeing results tomorrow. No, it takes a lot of work. Um, I think there's a couple of very common challenges that happen. You know, one, um, they have no personas. They don't really know who their customers are. They don't know who they're talking to. They don't know what their pain points are. They don't know how to be helpful to these people. Uh, because remember, you know, when you're going from a, a model of outbound, you know, say you're call calling, you're just calling anybody up and saying, hey, do you need my service? When you're doing inbound, it's the opposite. You're waiting for them to find you, but you have to know why they're looking for you, right? Why would they ever need your service or product? So you have to know that ahead of time so you can provide that to them uh, and, and answer those questions they might have, you know, be that helpful person. So they come to you rather than you having to go out to them. So a lot of times people don't know who their customers really are. Uh, what is it that they're looking for? What are the things that they want in their service or, or company? Uh, so I think that's one general problem. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, they have no traffic, you know, it's a big problem. It sounds great. You know, great, you know, build some blogs and then have an ebook and they're going to convert. You're going to get leads and great. And uh, you have your workflow all ready to go. It's lovely. Your salespeople are going to calling up all these hot leads and it's amazing. But if you currently don't have any traffic, people don't know that your website or your business exists in line, you know, you might be writing, you know, a 
fabulous ebook and having workflows and landing pages and all of these things set up, but it's not going to go far if you're not, you know, actually getting people to visit your website already. Uh, I would say number three is you have no audience. A lot of times too, you know, one of the first things that you do with, you know, going inbound is you try to promote a lot of the things you're doing, whether it's blog content, eBooks, things like that, uh, to an existing contact list. So if you don't have anyone in a database, you don't have a customer database, you don't have a past lead database or anything at all, you know, again, you're producing great stuff, but who are you going to, you know, give it to? So if you don't, you know, a lot of times clients don't have a, an actual database of contacts that we can promote our content to. Uh, so that's a challenge there. Um, and then lastly, I would say content. A lot of times, many, many websites don't have any content. And that's just across the board. Maybe their service pages are lacking. They just say, we do X. But there's nothing more about how they do it, why they're better than anybody else. Here's a resource about, you know, how we do this for X types of companies. They have nothing. They don't have any blogs. Maybe they don't even have a blog, you know, or they've written a blog every five months. Uh, so again, going from a model of outbound to inbound, you're going to require a lot of content. And that goes from blog posts, eBooks, checklists, emails, uh, landing pages, social posts. If you combine all of that together, and adding paid because you need to right. Get so the add content copies, video faster. content. Uh, you need a Podcast. lot of content in order to really have a successful inbound uh, campaign. And you know, if you don't have resources for writing content, developing, you know, uh, repurposing your content, you know, making videos out of your content, you know, making audio out of your content, making infographics, you know, whatever it is, you know, creating more content. That's usually a really big challenge for most companies. And I mean, obviously they can do some of this in house. They can have a partner work on some of them and what areas should they try to do in house? What should they give it to a partner? And obviously some people want to do all of it in house. Some people don't want to do any of it in house. It's a hybrid. And, you know, from your experience, where are the areas where they try to go do it in-house, but then it's not integrated to the rest of the campaign and they're sort of doing their own thing and it's not really helping the campaign? Sure. I think it really depends. You know, again, you should have a strategy of, you know, what you want to do. Who should create the strategy? Well, it, it really comes down to somebody, it's a combination of sales and marketing. So Working maybe, together and correct. figuring out. So maybe out you have, you many, know, a leader and, you know, somebody within the sales department and somebody within the marketing department so that you both understand, hey, we're trying to reach this particular type of individual who has this type of role at whatever company. They're usually looking for this. These are the reasons why they would want our service or company. And they're called personas. Correct creating that persona exactly. with the marketing, the sales team. Exactly. So aligned. you create the personas, but you also understand from the salespeople who have been the ones actively speaking to these individuals constantly, you know, they're the ones who are going to know, oh, well, here's what they usually ask. Here's the hesitations they always have. Here's the questions. Here's all of these things. And I think many times the marketing and the sales team can't even get along on personas. <laughs> they want the decision makers, but that's in many cases are one persona, but there are many other personas the marketing team has to market to because there are influencers in the business. There could be a CEO while the CTO makes the decision you need to speak to, to understand, right? Why they should be considering a product. So what, how many personas do you recommend they go after? 
Because too um, many personas could be causing a failure too. <laughs> right. Uh, typically, you know, obviously you're going to have some primary personas and some secondary. Uh, I would say probably limited to about four or five to really actually Because you need to success. create a lot of content. More personas meaning more content. Exactly. And if you go wild with like 20, it's you're never going to be successful. It's just too much. Maybe um, you need to cut down on the whole. And there's probably a lot of overlap in those, uh, you know, because sometimes people really get caught up with titles. They're like, well, you know, we want the CEO, but it's not really necessarily just that title. It's could be the owner, president, uh, you know, vice president. They all kind of share the same mentality. Uh, so it's, you know, it could be that you, you're just expanding them too much. Got it. Okay. So we figure out the persona. That's a challenge in itself. Let's get past that. We got five personas we're going after because we're very ambitious. Mm -hmm. What's next? Well, again, you know, working side by side with the sales team, you have to understand the, the buying process, right? So when they first meet somebody who is, you know, they, they, they'll be the ones to tell you who is qualified, who's not qualified. So now you understand what kinds of things to look for. Uh, but also they'll walk you down the process of selling somebody. So what is it that they first have to know up, up front? Okay, so if you're selling a software, maybe to them, you know, they have to know the features up front. It's really important. Then after that, they care about the pricing. Then after that, they care about, you know, is this going to work for me? I need a trial. I need something. Uh, you know, whatever that process is, that sales process, you're essentially trying to replicate that digitally, right? Through your content and through your conversions, you know, opportunities online, through, you know, the eBooks, through everything that you're creating. So you'll have to really work with your sales team to understand, hey, here's typically what happens, why they're coming to us. That's where you produce the content that will get people to the site. Then here's what's going to make them convert because they want this. And then here's what those workflows, you know, require those follow-up uh, emails because that's what's going to get them to say, okay, yes, I want to talk to you. Got it. And so maybe you said, maybe the number of leads that you want to generate a month, some calls on some, right? Some MQLs and some SQLs. Would that be the right thing to do with the sales team or just understanding the type of people that you want to sell to? Uh, well, obviously you always want to have a, a goal, right? Something okay. to, to strive to get to. Obviously first you want to analyze where are you today, right? So if today, you know, going inbound, you know, your current site, you're getting two online leads a month. You're not going to, you know, have 400 tomorrow, right? So having a realistic expectation, setting smart goals is going to be important there. Um, but, you know, then, you know, really planning out, you know, maybe a priority of, okay, we really want to focus on this persona. Okay. Well, what is it that we need for this persona? Okay. Do we have any content? What is it that we need to produce? Are we going to promote that via paid channels, et cetera? Uh, and, you know, focusing on each individual persona at a time. Got it. So we got that. We figured out the persona so you don't have contact list. So what do I do now? Because that's a possible challenge. I create all this content. I got the personas. I work really well with my marketing and my sales team. There's some, it's the most amazing partnership ever, but I still don't have any contact. So do I just get it from my sales team? Uh, well, you know, again, your sales team might have uh, past leads that they've contacted. Hopefully you have a CRM in place that you're actually keeping tabs of. Um, but if you absolutely have 
nobody, you know, at that point, then you need to promote your content because right. I would just go to LinkedIn and export everybody that's in there and say, put it, put it in and say, here's my people. Well, there could be, you know, that's an opportunity there, but you could also do paid campaigns to, again, if you're trying to get people Amplified. top of funnel, yeah. you know, Hey, get them in the door with a content offer, a free audit, a webinar, you know, something. Uh, so you start building up that database of contacts. Got it. And then, so give us a little an example of how this all plays out. In real life, creation of content, promotion of content, multiple touches, anything along those lines. Sure. So again, you know, once you, you get your personas, you understand what they're looking for, what's going to trigger them to actually respond to your messaging. Uh, and that's going to be different for every business, right? Uh, you know, you create uh, this whole campaign, which is going to have a goal. And you're going to have a whole process for it. So if we decide that, hey, here's what we know our audience is really, you know, interested in, and we know this is a challenge for them. So let's create, let's imagine a webinar. Now we need to get registrants, right? So we have a great topic. It's ready to go, but we need people to actually attend. So, well, now we got to promote it. So you might promote it on, you know, different platforms to get registrants. Now, once they've registered, they've attended the webinar, then you have your nurture sequence that follows them, you know, after uh, following up with them. And again, you have to be continue to be relevant to what their needs are. So making sure that you've kind of broken down, like, hey, we're going to have four touches after our webinar offering ABCD in each of those emails to get them to a point where they want to actually say, hey, I need your help or I would like to speak to you. Um, that's where you want to break it down. And, and that's something that you'll, you know, obviously kind of repeat. You can repeat that same process for a different audience, a different persona, a different content type. Uh, but it's, you know, the process is still the same. And then how often should they repeat it? Quarterly, monthly, just depends on how aggressive they are. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you know, again, if you have lots of personas, you know, and, and you're very aggressive, you know, you might want to do a monthly something. I agree. If, I mean, you know. You can never have enough leads. Exactly. Uh, and also you have to remember that you're going to learn over time. Uh, you know, there's things as, you know, lead scoring where then you start analyzing your data and say, hey, you know what? All the leads that we're getting from this channel are really good. Leads from this channel, not so good. So maybe let's focus on just this channel. Or also you start seeing the behaviors from your nurture sequences. Hey, this type of email really resonates with, you know, everyone that we're trying to target. You know, they, we have great open rates, great click-through rates. They, they download or they do whatever it is that we ask in those emails. It's time to revise those uh, sequences. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, revamping that you have to do. But, you know, the more you do it and, and the better you do it each time, the better results you'll get. And again, we spoke a little bit about the different challenges and the different friction points. Anything outside of that that you see that not so common, but they do pop up from time to time? Sure. Obviously, you know, so, you know, we're talking about everything digital, right? right. Sometimes a website is not equipped to be, you know, an inbound marketing. Right. Website. They may not have any micro conversions or any buttons that are Right. So, you know, you, you, little things like, you know, they don't have a blog. Okay. Well, you know, they don't have an area for you to add something for them to convert on. The only thing you're asking is that bottom of funnel, um, ask, you don't have any middle of funnel or top of funnel opportunities for conversion. Uh, and maybe your website's just limiting you at that point. So, and revamp, completely throw it away. What, what do you recommend? 
It depends, you know, where in, in that range of spectrum that website might be. Sometimes it might be easy enough to just make some tweaks here and there, a couple of modifications, and we're good to go. It's like a fixer-upper. <laughs> right. Other times you might just say, hey, it's not worth trying to fix. It's just better to start new. Got it. Um, and any specific, I guess my only last question is, um, given that you've done so many of these campaigns and obviously content creation, you said is the, the most difficult part. You can figure out the technology Oh, do this, download this. There's a template. If you don't have time to code, buy a template content creation, and you can never have enough content, right? That's what I preach all day long, create content and put it on all the different platforms where, where, what are your thoughts on what a B2B company or a B2C company, what should they do? Where should they go? Any thoughts on a quick hack that they can do that may not even be thinking? Uh, go for? For producing content, whether it's it. in-house, maybe maybe the maybe the CEO just gives the, the team a, an audio file and they go convert it into a blog post. I mean, what's the fastest way that they can get to success? Because not every CEO is a writer. Exactly right. Maybe hire a writer. I don't know. Right. So, and obviously, yes, that's a challenge producing content, as I had mentioned. Um, so there's a lot of different strategies that I've seen work in the past. Uh, ideally, you know, you want to create your content in-house just because you're going to have the best quality because you know your service or your product or your customer better than anyone else. Right. So that's going to be ideal. But, you know, how do you get that to happen? Like you mentioned, you know, maybe the CEO is the most qualified person to write your content, but there's no time to do that. Um you know, little things like recruiting, you know, people within, uh, you know, your company, say you have 10 salespeople, each of them write a blog post, you know, a week, you're only asking one every 10 weeks, uh, you know, and, and it's not that they have to be fabulous writers, but they're giving you the knowledge that, you know, that person, that potential prospect wants. And you could have an in-house writer, an intern, somebody who's just good at writing, you know, polish that up and, and produce it. Uh, other things, you know, like you mentioned, would be easy to do is you interview, you do quick interviews, you have a topic, you interview, you know, somebody within your company. Uh, so they're not sitting there writing and having to make sure that their grammar is all proper. Uh, but they give you, you know, the real content, because that's the most difficult part. Anyone typically can write something, right? But is it something that's going to be useful to your audience, to those personas? Is it going to be valuable to them? And if it's not, it's really, you know, it, as best of content that it may be, it's not going to be helpful. So, uh, you know, again, you could just do a quick interview. That's also a quick way of getting the answers. And then again, somebody could just rewrite those and you could even, you know, like I said, maybe an intern that's a writer. There's writing marketplaces out there that you could just say, hey, here's exactly what you want, you know, what I want you to write about. Here's the, you know, kind of the outline I want you to do. And, you know, that outsource writer could do it as well. Obviously, you have to search for it, but that's another opportunity. Right. And I think one thing I always tell people is to listen to what the prospect is asking you on the phone. And those are the most, you'll find it in weeks that they always ask the same few questions. That means that your website is not clear about those things, obviously. And those are the concerns that they're thinking about when they're buying and making that buying decision. So I would go all in and creating as many pieces of content in as many formats as possible to answer those few questions and then turn them into webinars and checklists and ebooks and landing pages and write podcasts, whatever it is, addressing those concerns. And I think that's the easiest way to get that 
top of funnel content out there and then keep listening to more and more concerns that they have so you can cover all of those in your future content marketing. Would right. you agree that's an easier way to do it? Right. And that's why I mentioned, you know, working with the sales team is really important. Right. The sales team has to understand that this is why they're asking me these questions. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, the sales team also has to understand that marketing needs those questions, you know, needs to understand that in order to help them sell better, right? Because if we can help them answer those questions via blog post, a video or something, we're already doing part of that salesperson's job, right? Uh, and we're giving them also tools. So if they have to do it, then they look very well prepared. They look like, hey, yeah, exactly. Here, I got an ebook answering exactly what you're looking for prospect. Or here, I have exactly a case study that's going to help you, you know, make that decision. All of those things uh, only help, you know, the sales. Right. Absolutely. So they're happy and, uh, and the marketing team is happy. And so is the CEO. Right. At the exactly. end of the day, if you can figure out inbound marketing. Uh, and like I said, I don't think I don't think it's an overnight process. How long should they give a year, two years, three years? It, you know, I would say at least a year. Um, and again, it's also going to depend on your industry, some highly competitive industries. You know, you might require a bit more time to really start seeing results. Um, and so, you know, I would say, you know, give it a good year to really assess, you know, is this working? You know, it might not be where it you know, you want it to, to be, be yet <clears throat> or it needs to be, but is it actually seeing, producing, producing results? Exactly. Is the effort worth, right? Exactly. Worth it. Is mm -hmm. it having any outcome? Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to All In. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on your daily dose of inspiration. And now leave a review as well as share with someone else. Go to my website and leave me a voice message with your questions, your thoughts. So I want to incorporate you into future episodes. That's all for today. Go out there and become who you're destined to be.